book of Deuteronomy from which our Old Testament reading was taken is Moses' words to the people of Israel when they are on the border of the promised land. The second time. You might remember that the first time didn't work out so well. They got scared, didn't trust the Lord, refused to go in, and so had to spend the next 40 years in the wilderness. Now they're back, 40 years later, and Moses is repeating to them all the words of the Lord because he's not going with them. This is as far as Moses goes. This very day that he spoke the words we heard in the Old Testament reading, he will die. Moses was not perfect, not by a long shot, but he served well and now would enter his rest. But after again teaching the people all the words of the Lord and going over their history, God also shows Moses the future to speak to them and what will happen to Israel after he is gone. They will enter the promised land. They will settle there just as God promised. And life will be good. But just as can happen with us, when life is good, when you have all that you need and then some, when you are safe and secure, you can get lazy. You can get presumptuous. You can forget about God. You focus on the good stuff and forget about who gave it. Oh, maybe not all at once, like an on-off switch. Maybe more like a dimmer. Little by little, a gradual change. Drifting, forgetting, wandering, spending more and more time on what you have and on what you want. And less and less time with God. And that happened to Israel. They began to attribute their wealth and their security to themselves. And their stuff became their gods. What they loved, what they trusted, what they lived for. So Moses tells the people, this future, their future. And of course, they say, no, just as we would. Just as we do. That won't happen to us, to me. But it would. It did. So God would discipline his people, not to hurt them, though it would hurt, but because he wants them back. Because he wants them to turn back to him and look to him for all they need. And then come the words we heard today. The Lord will vindicate his people. He will have compassion on them. 
But this is not Moses just talking about God's compassion in general, in a nebulous way. This is Moses talking about Jesus. The Jesus, who as the Gospels repeatedly tell us, saw the crowds and had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. It would be God himself, the Son of God, come to be their shepherd. He had come to care for them. Jesus had come to gather them and save them. And them includes us. Now maybe you don't consider yourself harassed and helpless. Maybe your life is going good for you right now. There were times Israel thought that too. Don't be fooled. What you have, what makes your life comfortable right now, can easily and quickly be taken away. And it might. And someday, it will. Just take a quick look around the world today, how quickly things change. How quickly life changes because of a little invisible virus. How quickly war rises up. How quickly fires and natural disasters take things away. How quickly your health can be taken away. How quickly and often unexpectedly death snatches away loved ones. How quickly your sin can turn from something you think is good to something that threatens you. How quickly the world or those you thought your friends can turn against you. How quickly we go from safe and secure to harassed and helpless. Then, Moses continues, when that happens, when your life so quickly turns, then where are your gods? the rock in which you took refuge. When harassed and helpless, quickly jumps up and smacks you in the face. When your safe and secure life suddenly isn't. Where are those things you built your life on? Those things that you loved and trusted in. Those things you feared losing. The things you were living for. The things you gave up so much when the people and things you counted on you can no longer what then then Jesus that's what God really wants to teach his people us included with this review of the past and peek into the future That he is the faithful one. He is the rock in which you can always take refuge. He is the one you can count on always. When life is good. And when it is challenging. See now that I, even I, am he. And there is no God beside me, he says. 
I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. His hands, which are saving hands. Today, we hear that story again of how Jesus was handed over into the hands of men who thought they had power over him. Power to exalt themselves. Power to save their nation. They used their hands to abuse him and then crucify him. But as Jesus said, no matter how it looks, no one takes my life from me. But I lay it down of my own accord. Life and death belong to God alone. They could not have arrested him. They could not have crucified him. They could not have done a single thing to him had he not allowed it. But he did for you. He laid down his life to take it up again and overcome death for you. He was wounded to heal you. He took all your sins and rebellion upon himself to free you from it. That's what his hands did. Human hands were raised against him. His hands were raised for us. To bless us. Save us. And never were hands so strong as when they were nailed to the cross. The powerful hands that day were not the hands of the soldiers who pounded the nails, but the hands of Jesus that were powerful to stay on the cross, battle sin, death, and the devil for us, and win. Win. For when he died, it was not sin or evil that took his life. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. We'll hear it again today. He'll show that victory when he rises from death to life again. And that's why, as Moses said, none can deliver out of his hand. For there is no hand more powerful than his hand. His hand that is holding on to you. Or as Jesus would put it, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And here it is. No one will snatch them out of my hand. So today we heard when the people took up palm branches in their hands and cried out, Hosanna, save us. Jesus did that by taking the cross up in his hands and having those hands nailed to it. And now those hands alive again hold on to us and care for us. Those hands baptize and heal and absolve and feed with his body and blood. And if that weren't true, 
you wouldn't be here. And that, on a number of levels, if God weren't preserving the world, we'd have long ago destroyed it. If God weren't preserving your faith, you'd long ago have lost it. Think back over your life. How has the Lord protected you, preserved you, provided for you? What dumb mistakes, foolish risks, or close calls did he save you from? How has the Lord had compassion on you? How has he held on to you? Israel didn't deserve anything, yet God gave them everything. The same is true for us. The Lord will vindicate his people. He will have compassion on them. That's the past and the future with him. He has and he will. And now he says, as we just heard, have this mind among yourselves. Don't have a mind of your own doing what you think is best and good, going your own way, that doesn't end up good. Have this mind among yourselves. The mind of Christ. The mind of one who didn't grasp, who didn't hold on to the things of this world, who didn't go for the glory, but made himself nothing. Who served. Who gave himself up for you. Have this mind among yourselves. A mind which knows that it is not our taking. But the Lord's giving that blesses us. That all we have is from him. Our forgiveness, our life, our salvation. That he is our rock of refuge. That we are safe in his hands. And because we are, and with such a mind, we can now do the same for others. Give, not take. Serve, not demand to be served. And in so doing, find meaning and purpose for our life. The life given to us by our Lord. And then, we truly live. And when we are called to the top of our own Mount Nebo as Moses to die, we'll lose nothing and gain everything because of the one who gave up everything for us. This Lenten season has called us back to our rock of refuge, called us back to repentance, called us back to our Lord's compassion. Maybe turn that dimmer switch up a little bit. Now we'll hear the story again. This week we'll go through it again and marvel that God would do this for me. That God would die that I might live.
Let us now ponder once again on that. On Jesus' holy passion.